You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right. It's the show you've been asking for, waiting for since, I don't know, never. It's the 177th annual Valentine's Day show. We had 27 Valentine's sh- shows between yesterday and today. Correct. Because yesterday, today was going to be the 150th. Oh. Wow. A lot of efficiency. I feel a lot of love in this room. <laughs> I see you with your quiver of arrows. and I almost forgot. I just put it up on my Facebook page if you're on Facebook. It's my amazing Photoshop of Cupid with Ed Alexander's head on top of his body. It's the best. The doctor love Ed Alexander, as we like to say. You know, when I brought it up, too, I also found a picture of uh, you guys at one of Ed's Foothills Club's Valentine's Day parties. That was a great event. It's the one where the girls are wearing red dresses, mm-hmm. and you and Ed are wearing dark suits with your purple shirts. There we go. I think that was Matching. the first one we went to. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. So... At they don't Skyline. do that. We don't. Do they do that anymore? Foothills? I don't know. I don't know. I do not know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got uh, Ted Maxwell, uh, Noah's favorite guest, at seven oh seven, and then eight oh seven. We have uh, Doctor Robert Malone. Mildly controversial for people choking in the narrative. And again, he's the doctor who is uh, one of the inventors of mRNA technology, vaccine technology, who, when he went on Joe Rogan, uh, basically made Neil Young cry, have a conniption, and pull his music off of Spotify until Joe uh, Del Neal's $400 check a month started disappearing and he had to get it back. So, looking forward to Dr. Malone. So, being Valentine's Day, as you know, if you've listened to the show for years, I don't really give a flying crap about Valentine's Day. I believe that you you should be, you know, showing appreciation for the uh, your better half on various parts of the year, even the days that you're not expected to, right? So uh, as my meme I put up today, um, cheap flowers, cheap chocolate, and empty restaurants. Here to everyone clever enough to celebrate the day after. Valentine's Day. But don't let that, don't let my not love of Valentine's and the, Day. And the women who would appreciate that. <laughs> right? Who would appreciate. Uh... Mrs. D wants me to, tomorrow I will go buy a 70% off peanut chocolate. <laughs> That's what she wants. She doesn't, she's like, why would you do that? I don't give a crap about Valentine's Day. Buy it the next day. I like that. She, you know, she's a chocolate girl. You know what I mean? But that's where we're at. So, um, we are doing love today. We're celebrating love, love. So we got we, we do have, I, I gave Matt a list of love for songs today. There is some, um, that we, we, we did get some, um, uh, whatchamacallit, actually that's on the list. Um, it's, um, uh, we're taking your dedications. We've done this for years. So we want you to email us. You can call Matt up. And sometimes Matt's got a zillion things going on today, so we love you rapping with Matt, but be 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 efficient in your discussion with Matt. He's got a zillion things he's got to go. Have you seen the weather today? This guy's toast. 
All right. I, I, I got I got outside to go uh, just to put the garbage out, dude. The wind whipping from that was un, unholy. It's going to get worse. Unholy. Unholy. Wow. Then it's going to rain and snow tonight. I mean, it's dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria is what we like, as Bill Murray once said. So, so call us 790-2040. Be efficient with Matt's time, please. Uh, and give us your dedication. We want to know the song. We want to know who's it going to and uh, all that good stuff. So let's do that. And then um, the um, and then you can hit me at wakeuptucsoncomments at gmail.com. So uh, the other thing, I, I did this as a public service announcement for you guys, just for the world, because I, I give things that are unsolicited advice and information. That's what you do on a talk show. Is um, there's a song by the police? By the police, it's called "Every Breath You Take." Now, what I want to tell everyone is this is not a love song. And when I put that up on Facebook today, a nice lady says, "What do you mean?" So. <laughs> Uh, Sting said to the BBC, the song is very, very sinister. People have misinterpreted it as being a gentle little love song, but it's quite the opposite. This is a story of which everyone now accepts as truth. Even though it seems sunny, it's dark, scary, and stalkerish kind of dark. So I know some of you, I know some of you, Jim Bednarik, if you're listening, please tell me someone has done every breath you take as their dance at their wedding. This is where uh, hiring a good DJ pays <laughs> off because they can help guide you, right? To <sighs> so anyway, that was uh, we got that going for us. Um, what else do we got? Oh, we got. I finally, Matt Bobby Rivers put it out on his Facebook page, but we're gonna we're gonna take a, a little shot at the the dead star. They keep taking shots of themselves, so all we're doing is piling on with themselves, which is great. Um, so <laughs> Matt sent me this yesterday and then I had to look at it one more. I was looking all at the wrong thing, right? So this is the Monday sports page of the, the Matt. Does the Arizona daily star consider themselves the paper of record for a community of 600 to a million people, 600,000 to a million people. I believe so. All right. I mean, that's what, that's what they're saying. Most certainly. That's what Jill Jordan and Tim are saying to each other over IPAs at Shays lounge. I assume. Right, you don't want a paper or a record. We are. Um, so this is the Monday sports page. Now, Matt, what day was the Super Bowl played on? Is that is is the it, Super Bowl? Because you know, you, it's easy to week? remember because they always say Super Bowl Sunday. Ah, right? Super, Bowl Sunday. Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. That's how I remember it. That's how I yeah. Um. So we have. Eagles Chiefs seek glory in Glendale. So the Arizona Daily Star sucks so bad. Okay. How much do they suck, Chris? They suck so bad that they have to remember, they have to they have to get it printed in Phoenix. Okay. So economies of scale. I think so some like, editor person, I don't know if they're here or in Phoenix right now. I don't know where these people are because of the, this thing that Al Gore invented, right? I don't know where anyone is anymore. All right. 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 So what happened was the digital stream shot the newspaper 
over. Had to get done early because it's got to get printed, then they got to get it on the trucks, and then they got to come down, and they got to put the three newspapers, you know, at Fry's that no one buys. I can tell, I was having this discussion on where the Arizona Staley Star really does really suck on their circulation, is that if you go to the store, if you went to the store 10 years ago on a Sunday morning, right, every checkout would have a giant pile of Arizona Daily Stars. Every checkout. Now there's like nothing. Again, there's four over on the rack that no one looks at. Right? There's the one old guy who comes and gets his weekly New York Times or Wall Street Journal. But I digress. So, the digital streams went through. Went right past the Super Bowl. That was the irony right there. <laughs> The, the the game was being played. Went right past it. Got printed on wherever they printed out there. I'm sure it's in West Phoenix. Got in the trucks, and then the trucks right went right past the Super Bowl. And by the time it got to Tucson Monday morning, uh, they gave us this crap, which is, says we don't know who won the Super Bowl. That's how bad the Arizona Daily Star is. If oh. If you got the paper in Tucson, on, in Arizona on Monday, you did not know who won one of the biggest worldwide sporting events the day before. That was played in Arizona mere miles. From mere, where it was printed. From where it was printed. I'm just telling you. I love it. I love it. Um, what do we got today? Katie the Racist takes on ESA program in awkward Fox News interview. Yeah. That's that's the consequence of losing that that in Copper World, but I digress. Copper please World. please continue. <laughs> uh, Tom Horn is redirecting grant funds to hire armed officers on every campus, but of course, some people don't like that. Uh, rise of pickleball. Dan Shearer, listen. Rise of pickleball pitting neighbor against neighbor, leading to lawsuits. Yep, we got to get to that. Thursday, uh, Pickleball NIMBYs. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is bringing a contingent of Congress people, and they are doing the border visit. So we'll, we'll, we'll have more coming out of that as we get to the end of the week. I want to talk about the balloon thing. Uh, Steve Moore, friend of the show, what if federal workers never showed up for work and no one missed them? Now, remember, I had a little bit, I, I, I had questions about the Rihanna halftime show, about the the moments of empowerment. But here's the thing. She must be in the Hands. right... <laughs> she must be in the right spot because there's some people on the left who are pissed off about an aspect of her Super Bowl show. And I thought Rihanna was like an icon of the... And it's not even the, uh, the hypocrisy of saying she wasn't going to do the Super Bowl show because of Colin Kaepernick. It's another reason, which is just magical. Um... Mars Wrigley find after two workers fell into the chocolate tank. We'll get to that. Right out of Willy Wonka. Way. Augusta, save L- some for later. Roald Dahl. Um, Utah Governor Spencer Cox has a message for people in California, which was kind of cute. Oh, we might play this. Bill Maher has that uh, Paul Begala, who, of course, is one of the quietest little wallflower mouths of Sauron for the left for the last 30 years. <laughs> And talking about crime and how Portland, Oregon's got a problem. 
and they talk about how maybe someone should get like possibly arrested and the lack of the audience participation uh, audience reaction gets uh, Bill Maher's attention and we'll uh, we'll play that possibly maybe we'll play that after like 6:37ish okay uh, Matt so let's go to our new junior doctor of love Matt Neely the e the esquire of love Matt what's our first tune out of the uh, out of the box here on this lovey-dovey Valentine's Day show kick things off with a uh, dedication from Al to Liz uh, honey drippers there it is see you love here we go. See you love, Robert Plant and the Honey Drippers. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Wake up. This one goes out to Betsy from Bill. He's getting his husky voice down. He's working on it. To Betsy from Bill. It's the love show. Do I need to have the candles and the gong like Venus did? You see, that's in, what I, show? I, I, I. That's my fault. I should have provided that to I you. Should have brought that in with me. Right? You got. You want to. You want to. Uh, you want to provide the best environment for your teammates to succeed. And I didn't do that. I apologize. I apologize, sir. We let the sentiment and the music speak for itself. Amen. Uh, let's see, uh, our friend Kathleen Dunbar, uh, FYI, uh, Juan Siscomani will be speaking at the Saddlebrook Republican Club up at the Desert View Theater, uh, doors open at three, beginning me- meeting at starts at 3.30. So Saddlebrook, you can catch Juan today, 3.30, Republicans welcome, and uh, remember in Saddlebrook, 3.30 is what we call a late night meeting. So, you know, I'm just saying. Just so you're going to screw up hey, Kathleen with that timing. You're going to screw up a lot of early bird specials. I'm just telling you, buddy, you know, Saddlebrook unit number one dash two, uh, uh, restaurant has a uh, pot roast. That is, uh, $14, uh, after four, but before four it's, uh, 12. So just saying seven fifty, including salad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Stephanie, uh, posted, I did the, uh, the Ralph Wiggum, I choo, choo, choose you, uh, from, uh, on my Facebook page, uh, Valentine. And she put the one that where the guy says to the girl, I love you more than politicians love lobbyist money. That's, that's a lot of love. And I gave her the old zinger, zinger. Um, let's get to these people who fell into the chocolate. Let's do that. All right. This is, um, what do we got here? Mars Wrigley. Uh, this is from uh, the Philly Voice uh, newspaper. Uh, Elizabethtown, Lancaster County. Sounds like Amish world. Lancaster. Lank- Thank you, you're correct. In La- Philly, that's, uh, or in Pennsylvania. That's, Lank- that's, Lank- how they, that's how they do it. Lancaster. Lancaster. Uh, Mars Wrigley has been fined $14,500 following an incident that occurred in the company's central Pennsylvania factory last year when two workers fell into a vat of chocolate. OSHA cited the confectionery company in June incident. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then Elizabethtown. <laughs> Here's a great line. Uh, OSHA said the workers were not authorized to work in the chocolate tanks and they weren't properly trained on safety procedures for the equipment. Sounds like something we were talking about yesterday. Well, <laughs> so the question is, of course, what about the training do you need not to go into the chocolate? That's the part that I'm just, just, just. Where does it, where does it cross the line to common sense? <laughs> right. Correct. Just right? that. 
Um, they were they were employed by an outside contracting firm. Had to be rescued when they were stuck waist high. Uh, which uh, for their Elizabethtown facilities known for processing cocoa beans, they fell into the partially filled chocolate tank while doing maintenance work. Um, they couldn't get out of the tank. Um, they were not floating in the chocolate, but they were unable to extricate. T- oh, don't worry about TOS. Because it wasn't, it wasn't sea salt uh, chocolate. Oh. Then you would float because of the buoyancy. Correct, but it was too viscous. Oh, I just said extricate and viscous, which just blew up most of the TUSD grads' uh, brains. Oh, we are working on the great return of Gabe Trujillo, so he'll be coming up uh, next week or the week after. So, as I told in my email, things got really weird since the last time I talked to you around here. <laughs> um, to free the workers, a hole had to be cut in the side of the tank. After the rescue crews ruled out from removing them from the top. What? Rope don't work? (laughs) Rope don't work. (laughs) You had to cut a hole? I mean, I've seen every... Now, Augustus Gloob, who fell into the chocolate in Willy Wonka... Like, did they consume a bunch of it? I guess that's the (laughs) question we're asking. They consumed so much they couldn't... Now, Augustus got... He got sucked up into that pipe, though. Right, which didn't happen to these guys, which was great. But uh, when I saw that the rope don't work, that's our new line for the the, the year. Rope don't work. <laughs> I'm glad they're okay. I'm just saying, what kind of training do you need not to uh, stay out of the chocolate? That's all I'm saying. It's a sweet story. That's it. All right, your do your dedication, Husky one. Let's go. This goes out to Chris from Roberta to my husband Chris. It's 29 years of Valentine's. You are the miracle that makes my life complete. George Strait crossed my heart from uh, Roberta to Chris. All right. 634 in the morning. That's, um, yes, I am waiting. Greatest group in the world. And uh, that's the song I proposed to Mrs. D at, at a Yes concert. Fourth row, Desert Sky Pavilion. If you listen to my interview with John Anderson, I did it as part of his promo. And he was very cute. I think he was just being very nice. And he says, I was there too. So he did give us the uh, the point and the wave high five thing. So that was that was kind of fun. So yep, way to go, Chris. Yep. It's called I gotta be gotta be true to your school. So anyway, that's uh yes, I am waiting. Very very cool story. So um let's let's bring up that Bill Marr thing, if you could please. Um so remember we're doing the love show. You can call Matt. Be efficient with Matt's time. Some of you want to start talking to him like you're having coffee. Just go set up coffee with Matt and have coffee with Matt. All right? Be efficient with my producer's time, for God's sakes. I love you guys. But the guy's got a zillion things to do. CBS News blows up. All this jazz. The kid just wants to... He's got to get some stuff done, so... He loves talking to you guys, but... I keep telling him he's too nice. And Matt's just, you know, a good, nice guy. So, um... So he's talking to Paul Begala, and you guys have seen Paul and CNN and other places, and he's a good mouthpiece for the left. And um, they were talking about um, crime in Portland because there's this basically the idea of, you know, we're just going to prosecute a little differently or don't prosecute in Portland. If there's a place that needs prosecution, there's Portland and, I don't know, Tucson. So 
Sorry, sorry, Conover. Shock jock hit you on Love Day. It's just a it's just a great example of cause and effect. So you do that and you can see what the effect is. So it's an it's a nice experiment. So we had a unless you live in Portland. So uh someone sent me a story about this um was it the, was it on the east side that TPD had a stand standoff kind of thing with a guy? Your Speedway in Houghton. Speedway mm-hmm. in Houghton and uh you know there was like 30 cop cars there. Mm-hmm. 30? And that's like everyone on duty. Big resource draw, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes I got to I'm going to find that video of the kid from uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? This is the one with um, Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson, and they're running around doing all those things for Jeremy Irons, right? And what happens is that they, they put the cops on a wild goose chase for the bomb, right? And they draw them all away from where they're stealing the gold at the reserve, right? And remember there's the kid with the bike, then they're ripping off the little, the, the, him and his buddies, just like teenage kids, right? And he goes, hey, it's like freaking Christmas. There's no cops anywhere, right? Well, that's kind of Tucson. That's where we're at. Right, and the chief already confirmed this last week when he said to Valerie Cavazos, he doesn't have enough pol- he doesn't have enough police officers to cover the town. Hey, you know what's funny? This is again. Let's go back. Let's go to the old file of how much the Arizona Daily Star sucks. Right, the police police chief of Tucson just said there's not enough cops to keep everyone safe. Doesn't make the news. That's not a news item. Not an item of news. Not big news. There's so, a new uh, coffee place opening, though. That's anyway. That's true. Let's go. Let's go to the. Uh, let's go to this short clip. It's not too long, about a minute and twenty-three. Bill Maher, Paul Begala, and basically Bill is going to mock the audience for their lack of reaction to a story about crime. Go. This in the L.A. Times yesterday. What's the matter with Portland? Which is a very. Dem- I mean, almost all cities are democratically run, and this is one of the big talking points on the right is that cities in America are falling apart. They're run by Democrats. Why aren't we blaming the Democrats? Okay, this is the LA Times, very liberal Democratic paper. Shootings, theft, and other crime test cities' progressive strain. And they go into the specifics, the number of unhoused people jumped, shootings in the city have tripled, homicides are at a record high, lower-level crimes like vehicles being stolen. This is a big Achilles heel for the Democrats, is it not? Oh, they need to get out in front of it. They need to. I want a Democrat to stand up and say, you know, some people belong in jail. You know, the rapists, the murderers. The One clap up. for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I, but I, they I, do. I, I think that's very interesting. Um, that, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's just, just pause there. One person is like, yes, some people belong in jail. Everybody else, no, they don't. Nobody belongs in jail. I but agree. Demo, so I'm going to go out on a limb. Some people it, do belong in jail. By the- there you go. You're good. So, sorry I came with the stupid music behind it, but. That was the the edited one that I found. Um, so basically, um, Portland crime victims. This is from Willamette Week, one of my favorite newspapers, the Willamette Week. You're always talking about it. I mean, their uh, month, their weekly crepes uh, column, crepe of the week, <laughs> is just magic. Um, Kathleen Dunbar, thanks for the shout out. I love pot roast. Thank you. <laughs> From our Saddlebrook pot roast early bird special. Um, so this 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 uh, this Portland uh, alternative to prosecution, restorative justice. We've already heard it a bunch in this town. This is 
the Laura Conover Rahina Romero dream. Dream. Well, just think you got a generation of kids that have kind of come up under that. That that's how it works, right? And that sounds normal. Yeah, we'll just have a meeting of peers. <laughs> Well, we already talked about restorative circles at TUSD and what that does. That That's useless. So we're going to take that and we're going to blow that out uh, to uh, to uh, people who are, are criminals. Um, it, it's called... Um, <laughs> one's called restorative, restorative Roots. Oh, restorative roots. I'm already scared. It's a partnership among prosecutors, public defenders, and a local nonprofit. Wonder what their scrape is. Uh, who knew? Uh, <laughs> Jaded by seeing how it works. So I, I, I'm going to go back to uh, Don Finucci. Now, Don Finucci was in Godfather Part 2. When uh, we have the flashback to a young Vito, I remember young v- uh, the young Vito uh, when he's a young adult. Um, he's, this is the guy that he kills, who's wearing the uh, the white suit and the white hat, and he he's like the local. He looks like he's kind of the local Godfather, but they kind of figure out that he's kind of all hat no cattle, right? I'm mixing my metaphors now, okay? And but Finucci. Meets him. Remember, they meet him at the restaurant, and he goes, "Hey, I just you you and your young friends are doing whatever." And he goes, "I just want a little. I just want enough to wet my beak." So whenever I see the nonprofit working on a government contract in some of these kind of like Catholic social services, or uh, do you know when they were they were giving out uh, Rona money, and I'm like, "What's the scrape there?" Right. Uh, just a little off the top, just to wet my beak. Um, now, oh my God, the, the name of the nonprofit. I mean, George Costanza and the Human Fund to shame. The Insight Alliance. <laughs> the Insight Alliance. The process, broadly known as restorative justice, gives victims and offenders counseling face-to-face meetings oh money line now it's time for the money line here's the money line (laughs) an opportunity to pursue justice on their own terms (laughs) yo bro (laughs) this jail thing's gonna harsh my groove (laughs) yo and that fine thing you want to hit me with no tango dinero bro (laughs) Uh, they call it a victim-centered approach to justice so just just i'm a little jaded kids when i hear a nonprofit called the inside alliance doing a victim-centered approach to justice my initial term my initial uh instinct is it's not victim-centered at all Stephen Fowler, not the one we like around here. That's a different Stephen Fowler. Okay. Uh, but he's the he directs the program at the Insight Alliance. Quote, this program was created to reshape the way we view community safety. Mm-mm-mm. Under the program, prosecutors can choose to refer their victims of low-level violent crimes. Okay. <laughs> 
What's a low-level violent? That's I want to know what that means. Low-level violent. So that's just under murder. So if it's not if it's not murder or rape, but if you punch somebody in the face while they're eating their McDonald's hamburger, is that low-level? Just want to make sure we're doing this right. Um, if the defendant cleans, the, completes the program, the indictment is dropped. If they walk away and don't complete, the charges are reinstated. In restorative justice, the victim drives the bus. So far, only a handful of people have taken the prosecutors up uh, up and take the, take them up on the offer. None have yet concluded the program's first phase. <laughs> the program's still in its infancy. Um, I like this. You take a holistic approach. You change someone's mind instead of just putting them in a box for four years and saying good luck. Though, thank God, the one in the the, 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 the box, meaning a cell, is. To reflect on maybe what you've done. <laughs> the one in Portland is based, thank Jesus, on the model developed in, oh, I don't know, Oakland. <laughs> Have you seen all those feel-good stories about Oakland's now a, a uh, safe haven? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the dialogue's really about the harm, bro. <laughs> Um, the final phase is repairing the harm, which no one's ever gotten to during which the party implements the plan and the inside Alliance tracks the progress. For example, a bicycle thief might agree to volunteer at a local bicycle repair shop where they can steal more bicycles. No, I sorry. Well, this month, instead of stealing a whole bicycle, I only stole a front wheel. So that is progress. The, um, so then we have, um, oh, so this is, this was amazingly true, right? And it, 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 I think it touched a nerve with a few people in the city of Tucson who live in the city of Tucson. It was the meme that showed the dude, right, riding the bike, okay? And basically it made the outstanding observation that the town, and you know, we live here, so we're going to talk about Tucson, right? That Tucson is a town where you you don't see kids riding their bikes around anymore. All right. So basically, it says you don't ever see kids riding their bikes in your town anymore. Just cracking fentanyl heads, and they show like the dude in the dirty tank top riding the bike, right? That's kind of true. You know, are you like when you just drive down the streets of Tucson? Do you ever see a kid on a bike anymore? Yeah. Not really, not so much. I mean, anymore. we give out uh, maybe Jesse, in neighborhoods. Jesse, Jesse gives out five hundred a year, right? <laughs> I don't know if you see it around inside your neighborhood so much. I hope so. Um, you know, I don't know what your observation. We don't have a lot of young kids in our neighborhood, but um, I know I see kids in Oral Valley on their bike and things like that. Or so I guess if you're not on, if so, let's take all the loop traffic off. I, I'm not, it's not a loop thing. Okay, that's a, that's a whole other story. All right. But just riding around the streets of Tucson, it seems to be these kind of dudes dominate the streets of Tucson. Right? Absolutely. You know, and as Tia Gloria comically and tragically once told us, she keeps seeing guys riding bicycles 
for some reason, while they're riding their bike, they're carrying another bike with them. Seen that myself. Yep. I mean, take that as you will. So let's go to break. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. A special song for me and Mrs. D. It's one of the best love songs pretty much ever created. That's life. And it's uh, the great Nat King Cole. I'm going to shut up and let Nat finish. Wake up, Tucson, 10th, third of the voice. Ted Maxwell, top of the hour. A little something going out to uh, Kelly from Matt. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetie. We're going to let it breathe a little bit. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful and classy, just like my Matt and Kelly. Beautiful. Love it. You're on Wake Up Tucson. It's the 177th annual Valentine's Day show. You say, Chris, you've only been on the show for, I don't know, what, 14 years now, and you've had 100? Because we have so much damn love that it's blown up Part the of years. the opening song. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, uh, Brother Joe, how about the facts that you never see kids actually playing ball or playing in any park in Tucson, Arizona? <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> so we drive back par- bad, that past parks all the time when you drive through Tucson. Are you actually seeing kids doing that? I think that Dr. Evil would say, I'll just do it. You don't have to press the button. How about new? Okay, uh, Matt. How about new? How many kids in a uh, numbers uh, do we see playing in the, uh, in the parks of Tucson? Well, what would be a real good number you think we could do? Zero. Point zero. Thank you. Uh, for Dr. Neil, tour the dump day with your sweetie. That's true. Today's the day. Kiss my brand. <laughs> I hope they get their 15. I think they needed 15 to for the trip to be a go. So, uh, Well, I hope, they oh, got, I hope they got them. I'm sure they did. I think that'd be great. I mean, I would if you were like working for the dude, you're like, oh, let's just go on the tour and like, go work for the dude ranting about Avis all day. Yeesh. It was Super Bowl. I, I was looking for that's that's that's, that's a tradition like the like a tradition the, like, like any other show and things like commercials and rants. So years ago, um, I just tell a Valentine's Day story. I'll have a little fun here. Um, so this is where De Simone's Italian snobbiness comes into play. So I'm dating a girl freshman year at NAU. And uh, right over there on Woodlands Village Plaza, there's a Walmart, still a Walmart there, right when you come into town on the left. And there used to be a restaurant in that super, in that super, in that shopping center called. I already knew I was in trouble being from New York. It was called Pasta Works. So this is like one of my first dates with this girl, maybe our second or third date. Was it Works with an X? Or? Oh. That would have been, no, it didn't have an X. That would have made it extra especial, as we like to say. <laughs> By the bucket. And I remember we got the uh, kind of the romantic Italian feast for two. Right? A little pasta, a couple of meatballs. And again, I knew where I was at in relation. It was Flagstaff era. I got it. And I've been to the Mama Luisa's place that, or I think it was called Mama Luisa's on the east side. And they just basically threw everything, everything they made at Mama Luisa's, they would throw in a, um, in a, um, kind of one of those boat dishes. 
and then always cover it with mozzarella cheese, no matter what it was, and this, and then put it under the salamander and broil the top. And you never knew what it could be. You could have four different dishes. They all came out looking the same, right? So this pasta works, and it was the worst Italian food I ever ate, right? Now, this girl and I did date for a while after this, but she got her first taste of DeSimone on the food. And so the manager's like, oh, yes, how was your amazing Italian food? Matsu and the chef's kiss, right? And I said, it's possibly the worst Italian food ever. And you can just tell she's never heard anyone tell anyone at a restaurant that their food sucked. The look of horror, if I took a pair, her name was Jennifer. If I took a picture of Jennifer's face as I'm saying this, it was just amazing, right? And I, I think the exact quote from D. Simone was, I said, where do you get this sausage from? Right, and he goes, and I and I and I said I'd never had Italian sausage that tastes so close to Jimmy Dean breakfast sausage. <laughs> and the, but the, again, she and then she told me after this whole thing happened, she goes, "I've never had anyone in my family ever say anything to a restaurant that their food sucked." I go, "Were a hundred percent of your meals great?" She goes, "Well, of course not." <laughs> <laughs> so that's a ghost of Valentine's Day past. D. Simone telling the bro that his Italian sausage tasted like Jimmy Dean. We'll never forget you, Pasta Works. We'll never forget you. Um, Ted Maxwell, Southern Arizona leadership coming up next. And then Dr. Robert Malone, the man who made rock and roll singer Neil Young cry like a big baby. Like a big baby, Neil. Cry about your harvest moon. So, all right. It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th of the Voice. Local news and talk. Happy Valentine's Day.